River Kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 56. So, when last we left you? It was 4719? Yep. Uh, you had annexed Barnholes, adopted the centaurs. We were going through the, the year of downtime we'd done. Yep. Uh, Drayliv had gone in and out with Pytax. Yep. Repeatedly. Uh, and gotten, gotten good and soundly bludgeoned for his money. You had gone exploring. You had killed some low-rent spiders. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else you... Uh, I, I did some more exploring, but I think the spiders were the high point. Yeah, point you found the whispering grotto. Oh, that's right. And elected to do what with it? Bury it? Leave it alone? Um, I haven't decided yeah, yet. Yeah, I thought that was the case. Because among other things, I, I, well, I've already spent my build points in yep, the year, yep. so if I'm going to do one of those things, I'm going to do it later. Yep. And then Bryn had two babies. Then Bryn had two babies, yes. Oh, that's right, we did the theatre scene. Yes. I'll listen to your breath. Yes. Uh, and poor Crystal. Need some help? Nope, all good. Uh... When so yes, Bryn has just given birth to two human, healthy, bouncing human boys. Yes. You and see, you and she will basically share several sleepless hours while various well wishes come in to poke the babies and juggle them around and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, snoodle them gently. So, um, technically speaking, this is the month of Gosrin, which yep. I believe is Kaelin's cameo in the um. Uh, in the other campaign. Yes, good thing you just finished it. Yeah. So as in I, um, went out early in Gosrin and then returned just in time for Bryn to have the baby still, I think? I'm actually pretty sure that's exactly what's happened. Sweet. The timing is perfect. Excellent. Yes, so, um, I get back hastily from... It's, it's around the 5th to the 7th of Gosrin and Crest the Crimson Throne, I believe. Right, sweet. It's the 17th when children arrive. Yep, so, um, yes, I will spend the last of Frast and the first of Gosrin and, um, and the early Gosrin and, um, and just leaving, um, leaving... Uh, what's 
called uh Corvosa. And um yes, hence the midwife slight sarcasm about I hope you're not planning on rushing off anywhere else as it turns out I've arrived home just in time for babies. Okay. And so we won't go madly into this, but basically everyone will come in um and give you congratulations and snoogle little babies and that sort of thing. Yeah. Over the course of the next couple of weeks, you'll pretty much receive formal diplomatic congratulations from everyone in sundry that's even remotely involved in your kingdom. Yeah. And Caelan will be showered with a bunch of invitations that he's in absolutely no position to take to, you know, come and receive the congratulations of the Order of Bakers, you know, to dinner and all this Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you wanted to name your two wee boys. Yes, so um, obviously this will be discussed. Yeah, discuss this with, with Brian. Being an NPC, she agrees with your opinion. Yeah, and um, we name christen the older boy Micah mm-hmm. with an H on the end. And um, M-I-C-K-A-H, yep. And the younger boy, Brandon. I will add them to my... Or Brand, which, you know, we could also call him Brand for short. Mm-hmm. So is it Brandon or Brendan? Brandon. I think. Yeah, Brandon. So. Micah, the slightly older of the two twins. Yep. And Brandon. Yes. And yes. So that is what happened there. Yes. And that ends the month of Gosrum. Yes. So Caelan will be spending the next six weeks or so experiencing young child parenting. Yeah. Of having several sleepless nights and things. Yeah. I imagine you probably won't go out adventuring through business. No, quite certainly not. And um, I'd like to kind of retroactively declare, given that I was traveling and then having babies, that the dead dragon thing was actually Corwin and Tristan. I sent Corwin and Tristan out to do the exploring on the basis that we needed to get it done, and they're the ones that found the information. Yep, that's fine. Because, um, and yes, I won't go, um, so you'll receive a bunch of requests from people, um, Christopher Rossi is pretty damn good at handling this sort of thing. Yeah. He basically pawns them off onto Barn and Tristan as the various proud uncles. Yeah. And more or less leaves you to get onto it. Um, Kaylin, I imagine, will find small children somewhat challenging. Yeah. But it's actually much easier than you'd expect because you have lots of help on tap. Yeah. You, you have a wet nurse available, among other things. Yeah, which will certainly be helpful with twins. And you have various caregivers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Svetlana will um, recommend to you, and you will probably take um, Erica, who's, who's Tobias's periodic nanny. Sweet. As she's, good. you know, needed less and less for it. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, can um, entertain them all at the same time, given that you're all living in the castle together. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, Kaelin... Um will, um, one night out of four, um, go off and sleep in a different room in the castle, so he actually gets at least some sleep. Yep. Um, 
will recommend that Bryn at least takes half the night off and goes off and sleeps in the castle one night and four. I mean, given that she's breastfeeding, that's about as much as she can manage, but at least gets some sleep. And, um, Kaelin's contribution is largely, is, during the day, is like, he's going to get set up with a, um, small child at a, at a little pouch and yep. just carry one of them around for much of the day. Yep. And people will sort of, you know, Leon gets used to basically bringing you things on the go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he understands you're sort of in the East Courtyard-ish and goes and gets work and comes and talks to you about yeah, it. Yeah, but the theory being, um, as a very strong person, Kaelin can effortlessly yeah, carry yeah, a baby yeah. around. To in fact with ease. Yeah, and um, I'll just carry one of them around that isn't getting fed and people would like to go to sleep and then when it's tucking out, I'll bring it back and switch out for the other one. And Tobias comes up and he says, well done, Uncle Kaelin. So, are they my brothers? I think we could say that they're like your cousins. Cool. Punk, punk. But you have to be gentle with them because they're very small. But when they get bigger, you can play with them, but they have to work out how to walk and stuff first. Okay. (laughs) First thing any child does is pokes the baby in the eye. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And... So that is Gosrum. room. Yes. Uh, in business, what did your kingdom do with Galen's vague involvement? Yeah. Hey, Galen was totally around. We failed an economy check. <laughs> Could be because Galen wasn't concentrated. Makes good sense. So, yep. We um, bought improved armor for the Vanhold army, gained a ring of improved climbing and um, sold it. Um Put a um, road in um, C8 in the green belt, um, heading towards Merkvale, and picked up a stability. Built a tavern in Varnhold, again, taking advantage of their extremely excellent huge pile of houses that don't have any associated buildings. Mm-hmm. It's amazing and, what you can build when centaurs massacre your people. And um, failed an economy check. Yep. Which... Um, meant that the kingdom, having spent quite a lot of money on various things, suddenly found itself rather poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was business. Um, Kaelin, I think, does not go exploring in business, so yep. we're down to um, any kind of um, events that happen naturally. There is a minor kingdom event. Yep. Um, you will receive a, a courier from Pytax, in fact, one of the courier... Courier golems that he has. It's yep. really a you know arbitrary number. Yeah. Um, comes and presents you with a sealed message to uh, the Royal Council of Stagthorn, as opposed to Kaelin in particular. All right. Well, well yeah, the council on open it as opposed to just um, opening no, it in you're person. Perfectly free to open it yourself. It's yep. really you know for. It, well, it basically means it involves your kingdom as opposed to Caelan personally. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it first and then open it in front of the council. Uh, and it is a very nice gold-leafed invitation, blah, 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 um, inviting Stagthorn formally to come and join in the Rushlight Tournament in Rover next year. Ooh. Uh, sorry, it is not in Rover, it is in Neth next year. Yeah, I was going to... You're about six months before... This is like a six-month notification, basically. Sweet. So you get given... you. Uh, sorry, this is an invitation to come and do it. It is not a compulsion for you to join. Yeah. Um, what you will get in 
it, it is basically a very nice gold written invitation saying, you know, Stagthorn is formally recognized as a right-thinking kingdom of the River Kingdoms, you know, a power in its own right, and we therefore welcome you to join the Rushlight Tournament. There is a more detailed explanation of the fancy invitation. Uh, you previously had um, received word that they had voted on bringing you into the Rushlight Tournament, and the majority had voted against you. Yeah. Um, this time, the majority has voted in your support. And you actually get who voted for you or not, because it's part of their rules of the tournament. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Pytax voted for you, which they did last time as well. Yeah. Um, Mivon voted for you, which they also did last time. Yeah. Those were the only positive votes you got last time. Yeah. Um, Dagmark has now changed its vote from no to support. Cool. Um, as has Hannah Drelev. Interesting. How did Hannah Drelev get into the Rushlight tournament in the first place? He, he's been in there for some while. Yeah. Just his kingdom isn't any bigger than mine. No, but... Okay, yeah. <laughs> how does Hannah Drelev get anything? Yeah, he bribed them. Okay. Uh, for, for starters, his kingdom is actually relatively impressive, except for the fact it, he's got a really nice city. Yeah. He just doesn't have anything else. Yeah. And his city is heavy on things that are good for Hannes Dreyliv. Yeah. But he has, among other things, a fancy castle, which yeah. long in advance of you. Yeah, I know. He's he represents himself, he represents himself like a king. He wears the fancy clothes, he has the hat, yeah, etc, yeah. etc, etc. He also has a lot more political connections than Caelan has. That's quite true. A bit, um, and many of them are in Bravois, which yeah. could be problematic for him. Uh, so he has gone from voting no to yes as well. Huh. Uh, Brevoy has voted no. Yep. Uh, sorry, Brevoy has voted nil. Uh, right. They failed to vote, period. Yep. Uh, and Grolton has voted against you. Yep. That's fine. Uh, Brevoy voted no last time. Yeah. This time has voted, and has voted absent. They couldn't work out who in Brevoy to even talk to, probably. Okay, the Rushlight Tournament. Pretty exciting. Uh, so the basic way this works is, um, I can go over this now or significantly later when we get towards it, but essentially the short version is they, they want a few, they want you to send champions. Yeah. They want you to send a bunch of miscellaneous people to be, um, contenders and judges and that sort of thing. Um, and they want a piece of your land to do this on because where this is done is in the, um, bottom left-hand corner of Stagthorn's first area. The green belt. Yep. Um, which it's basically using the bottom left-hand corner of that hex means that the Rushlight Tournament takes place on your land, on Mivon's land, on Pytax's land, and on Drelev's land. Right, because that's a border with everyone. Yes. So it's, it's deliberately set on the border with everyone, so it's taking place in a semi-neutral location. Yeah. And you were basically, if you agree... That's right down where Hrogrolka's kingdom was, so it's just as well to clear him up. If if you agree to this, you are not obliged to um, give up the land permanently or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's merely that all kingdoms involved agree that is now neutral territory that no longer belongs to Stagthorn, Mivon, Pytex, or Drelev. And there's a string of rules to follow for the tournament, like, you know, diplomatic immunity applies across the board. Yeah, sweet ass. Yep, that's fine. Uh, and, yeah, I am presuming that you will agree to that. Yeah, It's definitely. not a particularly arduous thing to do. It's not even hexes I've pl- It's not even hexes I have claimed. Nonetheless, it is your land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. You're yeah, yeah, I'm not, giving it to, I'm not giving it to any of them. You don't have to do anything but 
agree. Yes, we send we send back suitably flowery thank yous and approval to um have it in that bottom corner. And you get lots of information on what will happen there, which I can give you as we get to. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably more interesting to yep. go over as we actually get there. Okay, and that is the business. Yep. Sarenth. Okay, so in Sarenth, um, my ambitions were slightly pared back by the, you know, no money. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Um, Received and discarded a heavy, plus three heavy steel shield, as no one actually uses one, and I built a graveyard in Varnhold. And yeah, that was the, that was the whole turn. But then I, um, met, cause I was also endeavouring to save up some money. Because, um, I have big plans for Rhodius. And then, um, uh, and, uh sorry, big plans for Aristus. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, and then I made my economy trick to tremendous relief. And that was the whole of Seraph. Um, Kalen would probably actually go out exploring in the last couple of the last couple of weeks of Seraph. Yep. But I'm okay not to if Bryn would prefer I stay. No, Bryn is is relatively fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, she's a tent little monk. She can do three hours of sleep a night standing on her head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which case I would like to have a poke around in the last three hexes. Okay. Could you tell me what they are? Yep, it is um G eight, nine and ten. G eight nine. That's nice and easy. There is nothing in them whatsoever. Okay, what's the terrain type? Uh grassland at eight, grassland at nine, mountain at ten. Okay, and there's nothing in them whatsoever? Nothing in them whatsoever. Okay. The No Man Heights is officially explored. You received XP. Ding, ding, ding. Very nice. I like XP. Pro. Fan of it. Okay, does anything happen in Sarah? Yep. Kingdom event? Yep. Um, you actually probably would be woken in the night for this one. Um, you get, <laughs> you know, guards knocking at, at one o'clock in the morning that never bodes well. Yep. Um, on the other hand, Catelyn is kind of used to it at this point. A bunch of your spies and a couple of messengers from Brevoy have arrived, and the next few days are sort of spent sorting out a chaotic mess of information, um, securing your borders, etc., etc. Shit hit the fan of Brevoy. Right, Brevoy, civil um, war, Brevoy is officially in a state of civil, hot the civil war. head of the Sotova family was assassinated. Ah, right. Um, as Elders had predicted would happen. Yeah. Um... What he didn't pick was that the the assassin got caught and immediately um, immediately ratted House Kalath for it. Right. Yep. Um, so, uh, so the Sotovas have declared a formal state of war on House Kalath. Yep. Um, and the Independent Alliance of Lords have declared that they will protect Brevoy's interests by whatever means necessary. Yeah. And all three parties are now. Um, not formally at war because they don't recognize each other as governments they need to declare war on. Yeah. But civil war has broken out. Yep. Um, refugees will start coming in over slow periods of time, but that's not going to be for a while. In the immediate term, there's basically a lot of political analysis and commentary on what this is going to mean. It's not hideous, bloody fighting in the streets or anything. Um, if anything, the assessment seems to be that all three parties were underprepared for this. Um, 
and, and House Kalath clearly planned the assassination, but didn't see this level of retribution coming. They yeah. were running on the theory that it would be more the, of a anybody could have done it situation. Well, and and that the Sotovas would collapse under it with no lead, no strong leadership. Yeah. However, another strong leader immediately emerges. Yeah. Um, not expected by them. I'm not going to bother naming the yeah, people's yeah. names because it's not going to matter. Yeah. Unless you desperately want them. No, to no, that's fine. Um, and the Independent Alliance of Lords. Um, actually has more power than either side has given them credit for. Right. And managed to whip out armies that they've been producing. (laughs) So, it descends in the immediate term into a couple of days of rioting and chaos. Um, There are several bar fights in and around Stagthorn as well, because you, of course, have a bunch of ex-Bravoyan citizens who support this faction, that faction, or the other thing. Yeah. But it's pretty quelled. Yeah. You know, you're certainly not having riots in your kingdom, you're just having the odd, you know, argument or violent fight or some such. Absolutely. Um, and neither, none of the three sides have it together enough to, um, demand, to demand aid or anything of that sort. You will eventually, towards the end of the month, receive, um, requests from all of them to formally acknowledge them as the right person. Yeah. And you, much like every other kingdom, goes, oh, fascinating, and yeah. does nothing. Yeah. Hmm? And that is Serenth. Revoy collapses. Yep. Yep. Just listening for things but not hearing them. Okay, Aristus. Yep. So, in Aristus, Kaelin, um, who has now paid his consumption down to a nice respectable six, um, ends up with 52 build points, which is nearly enough to build an academy. And then he builds one anyway. Yep. And goes into debt slightly. Um, so, an academy is built in Elk's Rest. Gaining me a bunch of cool, cool powers, and um, I happily make my economy check and go back up to a respectable sum of money. Because you went to Corvos and got inspired. <laughs> we need a magical academy as well. Yeah, well, ours isn't going to be quite as awesome as theirs, but um, it did seem like an appropriate building to have. And I gain and discard a rod of the python. Yep. And that's all I build in the turn because that is quite a lot of my money. Yep. Does anything uh, happen in Aristus? It does not. Um, Eldus has come up from living down in the Keep of Flowers to come up and spends a couple of weeks up here pissing around with the grandbabies, and yep. then goes back down again. Yeah. And Aridus comes. Yes. Um, a bit more actually happened in Aridus. Um So I now have... Now having... um. Four um, magic items in my four magic medium magic item slots because of that fine quality academy. Yep. I build a wand of fireball. I still had the wand of fireballs, which has been sitting there all this time, and I gained a wand of core lightning, a plus three suit of full plate, and a ring of water walking, which were all awesome enough that I elected to leave them all and clear the wand of fireballs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have those to consider next turn, um, and I. I claimed A4 in Vanhold, which is the Shrike Cascades, and received a plus one loyalty bonus because they are so Goram awesome. Mm-hmm. And I also built a farm in there because it's grasslands. Yep. Um, I um, bought improved weapons for the Vanhold army, and I built a small park in Lakeview. All good. And that is Erodius. Yep. That brings us up to Rover, then. 
Nothing happens in Erodia Saga. Nothing happens in Erodia Saga. Okay. Then yes, that brings us up to present day. Okay. So... Right, which is two, and Rover is two months before Neth, which is when the Rushlight tournament will be. So you are now in Rover, that will be this month, then there's Lamashan, then Neth, and basically your kingdom event for that turn will be you do your kingdom turn, Yeah. and then we go to the Rushlight tournament. Sweet. Which will be a um, personal level challenge. Okay, so before we get started on Rover, there's a couple of housekeeping things I would like to take care of. Yep, as would I. Okay, so my housekeeping things are, I would like to give you a pile of notepapers to put away in the archive section and not carry around with me. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, and then the second one was, um, I have built in my cities a number of improvements. Yep. And I was wondering if you could recalculate their populations and base values. Uh, yes, no problem. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Does the world want to know? Yes, the world wants to well, I want to know. Okay, so everybody has risen up in population by a couple of hundred people. Um, Elk's Rest now sits at 2,875 people in it. Nice. Um, and has a base value of 12,000 gold. Nice. As it has gone over the next big cap, be it 40 lots or more. Yep. There's now a large city. Shame. And at 100 lots becomes a metropolis. Awesome. Which is pretty much like what Corvosa is. Yeah. Um, Vanhold, its population has gone up by about 300 to 1,562. Its base value has gone up by 4,000 to 55. Whoa! Uh, Thornwatch is population 1,375, base value 55 again. Blimey, and that's been around a while. Uh, Merkvale. Base value 1,000. Yep. Population 312. It's gone up by 50 lizards. Yep. Mostly lizards. Uh, Lakeview. Base value 3,500. Population 687. Lake, gosh, um, Lakeview's got a pretty big disparity in um, value versus population. You've got some big shiny things there. Yeah, but not that many actual buildings. Because that is where your um, that's where your peers are. So there's a lot of money coming in from that because yeah. that's where that's the primary source of your kingdom's water based trade. Yeah. Among other things, you'd be getting a bit of trade um, from Drelev via that because he does some of his trading from water ports as well. Yeah. And. Um, it may actually be longer as the crow flies, but it's generally considered by merchants to be a safer lot because you get a lot less trouble on the river than you do on the land. That makes sense. Yeah, so. They are, of course, called the river kingdoms for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the mountainous terrain. And our base value rises to 27,500. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, gaining about 10,000 GP in that year.
18 minor item slots at present. Yep. I'm just noting down my minor item slots in my road so I can work out what the kingdom total is. Yep. Kingdom total is easily. Yep. All good. Any other stuff from you? Or is uh, that math the tedium? Um, that was math the tedium. I just wanted to catch up on what they all were. We have cleared math the tedium? Okay, I have other stuff for you then. Yes. Um, so we... Semi officially close out book three, the Vanhold Vanishing, and begin yeah. book four, Blood for Blood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a couple of bits and pieces to do at this point. Um, there's a kingdom turn, and several minor bits and pieces, uh, which we can do in whatever order you please. Yep. So, um, kingdom turn and some minor minor plot style stuff. Yep. Are the plot style things kingdom events or just um, things that you're giving me? You are now do some rumors from the lands around you. Yeah. Um, there's some side questy stuff. Um, there is an Oberoni vision stuff, and there is kingdom events. Okay. Um, well, what about we kick off with a kingdom turn and then just have a Bigger yep. pile of everything. Go Okay, so the, before I actually start the kingdom turn, however, what I want to do is make plans for my counsellors. Yep. Because this is Rover. It has been a year since I stood Akaroth's down. Yep. And he has yet to murder any paladins, yep. so he is back in. I have him in um, Lamashan, but that's much for much of this. Oh, okay. I, thought you, I, I had thought you said it was Rover, but that's okay. I can just do a slightly quieter turn in Rover and put him back in Lamashan. Well, you can put him in a Rover as well. No one's worried. Yeah. No, that's alright. I will leave that be in that case and just have a regular kingdom turn. It's all, um... Uh... Yeah, yeah no, I, I have Sir Frederick March killed Akaros and Rover last year. Yeah, so it has been a year. Yep. Yeah, so, yes. You're right, I'm yep. wrong. Well, the thing is, you're the one that told me Rover, so mm-hmm. you're right, you're just getting confused now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yes, so I want to get advice from people and stuff about rearranging the council. Yep. Because given it gives me unrest, I tend to do it in big lumps. Yep. I would also like a sheet of refill because I am completely out. Okay. Um, stuff. And in fact... If you can give me two, I'll probably start a fresh rumors and side quest sheet as opposed to just doing it on the back of my um, Vanhold one. That is lovely, sweetie. Thank you. Okay, so um, to begin with, the first conversation I want to have is with Tristram. Yep. <sighs> Caitlin, what can I do for you? Oh, this is going to be a bit awkward. Um, I'm... You know I'm going to be re- rearranging the council and putting Akaroth's back on. Yes. Um, and I'm thinking of making some other changes too. And one of the possibilities that uh, Michaela raised was um, looking at putting Father on the council. Oh. And... Uh, yes, of, of course. Uh, that would be a smart move. 
it may be or it may not be, but what I want to know is how you, how you feel about it. Because if you're not comfortable with it, I won't do it. Oh, no, no. I, 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 the problems between him and you are his problems, and I don't know how long it's going to take him to sort, sort himself out. And it's not something that you have to put up with if you've no mind to. I'd, I, I'd be happy to, to work with, I'd be willing to work with Elvis. Um, father, really, um, yeah, he wouldn't call him Elvis. I'd, I'd be willing to work with Father, really. I, I mean, he's a very savvy political brinksman. It, it would be for the good of the kingdom. It would be for the good of the kingdom. The good of the kingdom doesn't always have to come before but what's good for us. You've done... I don't want you... You've done very good work these past few years. I don't want to have to pick between the two of you. No. But if I did, I would pick you. No, I don't want you to pick between the two of us. No, if I have any issues with our father, then we'll, we'll sort them out. Well, I, if you if you really have a mind that you can tolerate it, I think it might be good. It, it might be good for him to see you in action. But I'm not making any promises because his head's as hard as rock. But it's um. I do think we could use his political expertise. It's a heavy burden to lay on Paul Michaela being the only one who knows about that sort of thing, and um, it's far from being my my area nor Bryn's neither. If you're if you're all right with it, then I'll I'll see I'll see how he feels about it. It may be that he he's come come down here looking for some peace and quiet after that snake pit that is Brevoy. He may or may not want a role on the council. I'll have to consider what we're, what we're going to do about it in any case. No problem. Kevin will clap you on the back and make a sense motive check. By all means. Okay, that is... Um, 18 plus... Yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, I, I've rolled a two on the dice. I know Tristan actually has points in bluff, but they ain't that many. Yeah. Um, so... As you have come to expect from many of your dealings with Tristan, he has been open, sincere, and endeavouring to give you whatever it is he thinks you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 quite sin- he is uncomfortable with his father, which you already know they have yeah. a strained relationship. But he's completely sincere when he says he's quite willing to work with them for the betterment of the kingdom. He genuinely thinks it will be for the betterment of the kingdom, and he's therefore well prepared to do it. Sweet. You know, any sort of personal problems that it will cause him, Tristan is the kind of guy who thinks of others before himself. So. Yeah. So, um... And then I will go see Michaela as my customary um, advisor for this sort of thing. You have me. Uh, You know, I've been thinking of rearranging the council. Um, I'm thinking of um, moving a core moving a corps up to being our counsellor and asking Christopher Rossi to step down. One of the um, things I've 
been thinking of is that um, with the academy built, he may be interested in taking more of a role there. Um, I want to um, put Akros back in as our general, at which point um, I can potentially ask first to step down. But then um, it's a question of who we put where. I'm thinking um, first we take a role in the city or um, possibly um, bodyguard Bryn and the kids if he's um, if that appeals more to him. I think your idea, that idea is a good one. I'm not happy about asking either of them to step down because they've both given us good service, but I think there's now enough roles in the bigger kingdom that there's space for them. So, and um, I'm thinking of, um, that leaves um, moving Chief Sutzigel somewhere and potentially asking Lord Eldis to um, look at taking a role. going to jump your um, King William slot in. Um, okay. it's, interesting that, it's interesting that you should mention that. I think it would be worth having a word with Queen Beskis. I've been um, I've, I've been hearing I've been hearing some rumours about her. I've been hearing some rumours from her people that she may be looking to step down. That would provide a lot of op- more options to us. Because that's in fact your kingdom meant, so... Ah, alright. Um, I'd best go have a word with her. I'll, um, we can pick this up later. You have me. I um, have heard word um, you are finding the position of a councillor challenging. Is it... Um, possibly I've heard wrong. I've just been hearing some rumours. She looks at you slightly sideways. Lips flap when they should not. No, I do not find my role challenging. I am more than up to the task. But I am far from my people here. And perhaps more importantly, I have accrued a greater wealth in my time as on your council than any folk in my village ever have. I could live forever on what I have obtained from my position of power. Because what she gets paid is a council salary, basically relative to what your average lizard folk lives on in Merkvale. I am not thinking about being down-challenged. I am thinking about retiring. So yes, I am not thinking about being challenged. I am thinking about retiring. I have achieved more than I could have ever hoped to achieve. I do not wish to spend my twilight years like your father bogged in a mire. That makes makes good sense. And I imagine um, the people of Merkvale could use a bit more of your guidance. Yes. I was thinking of acquiring a less involved position, perhaps like your Loy Resbin as the mayor. 
that seems very that seems very wise. I wouldn't have wanted to um, give you two rolls at once, but I think it would be a very good choice. I wished to speak to you of this later after I had accrued this month's salary, but it would seem your spies are as accurate as ever. Well, I personally would be content to pay you this month's salary. Shall we call it a retirement bonus? Ah, yes, I can work with this. You have rolled up Council of Retiring. Ah, yes. So. Yeah. Just um, noting down who has a mayor and who that mayor is on mm-hmm. the city sheets, because... Um, it's worth actually. Yep, I've already got me of whatever has been on there. So yes, and I'm happy to spend a bill point or some fraction there and all. Uh, no, no, her salary is insignificant compared to the consumption that you pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, so that's um I Yeah, I figured just before you get too deeply involved in your count in shuffling your council. Yeah, no, that is actually very helpful to know. Uh, because that means that uh, means I can rearrange things much more simply. Mm-hmm. At which point I will go want to go have a talk with Lord Thorne. Okay. Are you? He's so he's down a couple of days working on Keep of Flowers. Are you sending him messages to summon him to you? Are you going down to see him? Are you? I think him? at this point I'm probably going down to see him. Okay. So. You go to the Keep of Flowers for the first time. Yes. I think the theory was Kaelin would probably no, be yeah, down there once. You go to the Keep of Flowers for the first time on camera. Yeah. And Kaelin, as he as he well knows, sees blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, the audience, however, sees the Keep of Flowers for the first well, time. Well, the thing is, it's probably changed a lot since the last time Kaelin was there because they've been restoring it and stuff. So, yes. What did Kaelin and the audience see? So, when you were last here in this forgotten keep, um, it was an old piece of elven architecture, um, an outpost, a big set of towers and ruins, um, with a gate that um, some bastard had cut through with an adamantine uh, greatsword. Yes. Could have been any bastard, though. Yeah, lots of people have adamantine greatswords, they're very common. Um, and... When you go down there, it has been somewhat repaired. Um, one of the towers, the one that was in the best state of repair to start with, is in reasonably good repair now. Yeah. Um, a lo- it looks a lot less junky. All of the rubble and that has been cleared out away. Um, and in fact, as you approach it via the trail that leads up to the main gate, because there's now a solid, well-beaten trail there, you'll see all of the old pieces of rubble and all the chunks that have fallen off in that have been made into a sort of basic wall going on the roadside of which a string of mosaics have been painted. Mm-hmm. Painted in such a way as to work with the various holes and the rubble and all that sort of thing. Neat. Um, when you actually approach the keep itself, you can see why she has dubbed it the keep of flowers because the garden is flowering massively here. Awesome. She has woven a bunch of vines and roses and things all the way up the walls. A lot of this was stuff that was already here. It's just now much better tended to. Um, and uh, 
when you go back into the main tower, um, you will actually see a number of people on here. There is a there is the gate has been rebuilt, the solid iron portcullis, but it is up. Uh, places you're approaching it, presumably you know standard middle of the day. So yeah. Places awake, it is welcoming. Um, it does actually have a couple of guys that could crudely be guards. You know, there's sort of a couple of men in armor with some swords kind of leaning against the wall. They take note of your approach, but just casually wave you through it, make no effort to stop you, search you, anything of the kind. But they do actually have some vague security on the place. Um, and when you head through, you will find a bunch of people out in the nice, bright, summer, sunny day, all arranging in... Diff- completely different forms of art from what you can see. There's a guy over in the corner who is painting away, something Caelan would clearly understand. He's drawing a landscape of the keep itself, uh, but presumably of the time it may have looked originally. He's drawing a fantastical thing in the old elven style and painting up something that looks very nice. Um, the woman next to the woman next to him is weaving baskets out of flax and plants and that sort of thing. Again, very well put together. Uh, there is a potter's wheel over in the corner. Uh, you will see basically at least several different kinds of art happening, and all of it happening reasonably well. These people are pretty good at what they do, you know. With it, and it's not weird bullshit avant-garde art. It's yeah, stuff actually. that's vaguely understandable. Yeah. Um, and a couple more people seem to be sitting around reading books. Um, one guy just appears to be posing with his shirt off like this. There's no one drawing him, so you're not quite sure what the hell he's doing. Yeah. But he's literally, like, oiled up and posing like a muscle man. Yeah. I can see why um, Jerobeth was trying to recruit Tristan from this place. He'd love it here. And... You do not see elders openly, but presumably you'll go and ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. Um, Endeavouring to deserve some, disturb someone who's not actually busy. So I will poke around yeah, if I mean, necessary. You, you can tap Mr. Muscles on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> tap, tap, mm, grease. <laughs> um, and he comes back into focus slightly, um, looks you up and down, and pretty obviously recognises who you are. He says, Oh, your majesty, King Caelan. Uh, he's been on the steroids. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, um, I'm looking for Lord Ellisthorne. Oh, of course, I'll take you to the main tower to Lady Jer- to, I'll take you to the main tower to Jerobeth. Yes, and I follow him. Yep, he takes you into the main tower. Um, this was where the dancing lady was, the Beomancer. Yeah, Caelan looks around at the whole place with a vague memory of being set on fire and nearly enchanted uh, and stuff. A lot of the original architecture is still here. It's been cleaned, tidy, and repainted, but there are those scenes of elves hunting, feasting, dancing, singing, stain, stone, stone staircase with flowers and vines. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a deadly mistrap when you come in. Presumably someone has deactivated that for obvious reasons. I appreciate their change in architecture. It seems much less designed to kill Caelan than the old place. Uh, and Muscles takes you up to the main room. Um, where he knocks a couple of times on the door, um, and then it is opened up, and you see again that beautiful art, that that this beautiful bedroom in here, looking kind of similar to what it was previously. There yeah. are those weird, um, th- those weird windows that are up in here, um, that were showing you the outside world. If you remember this one. Uh, only maybe a long time ago. Yeah, there were magical windows in here that showed you the outside world. Yeah. Um, as, as it, um, 
wasn't. It showed you beautiful flowering gardens instead of the rubble and ruin that was out there. Yeah. Uh, they are all gone. Right. They have been taken out entirely. Yeah. Which doesn't seem in keeping with Jurabith, don't damage the architecture plan. But yeah. they've been replaced with regulation human being windows. Yeah. A bit beautiful stained glass ones. Yeah. Um, and Jurabith is in here, um, looking over some, looking over some of the latest paintings, presumably, and she turns to you, and she smiles and sort of glides up to you, um, Ah, Your Majesty, what do, to what do I owe the pleasure of this visit? Well, it's um, I love what you've done with the place. Um, it seems much prettier and you know less less lethal than the um, previous inhabitants. But I was actually looking for Lord Thorn. Ah, I see. Uh, thank you, Simon. Thank you, Simon. Sure. And he departs because he's a good lad, but a little light of brain. Uh, she takes you over and says, now, where was dear Elvis? She thinks about this for a minute. And you will see in amongst these windows, she's got what a telescope set up everywhere, but pointed down so she can surveil the gardens and the art as opposed to the stars and heavens. And she actually goes over to one and starts looking through it. Ah, he's in the West Courtyard working on, working on his, working on his novel. He's writing a book? Come, we'll go down together. And she comes down with you. Your father is writing an artistic treatise on the politics of Bre- on, the, on the politics of Brevoy and his experiences. A set of memoirs, if you will. It should be rather illuminating reading once it all gets done. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. She... I, I really do mean that I like the place. It's um, I think um, Tristan would love it here. It's um, very creative. Anytime. You would, any time you find your crown too burdensome and wish to lay it up, even for a matter of days, you are welcome to come and rest here. We would be most happy to have your, we would be most happy to see the sparkle of your jewellery about. <laughs> That's very flattering and it doesn't sound half bad, but at the moment I've got, um, a very energetic wife and two wee, and two wee barns. I think we had done, disrupt the tranquility somewhat. Maybe when they're older. Perhaps indeed. I would be happy to see more thorns in my in my keep of flowers. <laughs> and she brushes a hand past your face lively. Mm. Um, and takes you down to I've never told her about the jewellery making, right? Not as far as you're aware. Yeah. That's a little weird. <laughs> um, she vaguely called you an artist the last time you were. Yeah, met but well. she didn't specifically no. say jewellery. She making. just bleeds out with it like that. Yeah, and it's like because uh, so Caelan was actually thinking that this, if he, it's not really the life he leads, yeah. but if he was interested in getting more into yeah, it, this it would, would be a very different, different life. Yeah, but it, it certainly crosses his mind briefly that this would be a great place to work. When you head down into the gardens, um, you will see Elder sitting down there. Uh, he is not armed and armoured, um, but he does still have his sword basically sitting next to a backpack over there. And he is sitting at a wooden trestle picnic table um, with a fairly thick book in front of him that's mostly blank on the pages. And he's writing a few words. And he actually looks like he has several of these books around. And it looks like he's effectively 
writing, going, no, 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 that's no good, crossing it out, writing some more, and then he's got, like, multiple drafts or copies or something like that around. Each one's about the size of this Kingmaker. Yeah. Um, and he, he just writes as you approach it. As, as he just continues writing as you approach and doesn't look up or notice you or anything. He's absorbed deeply into his work. And Jerabeth sort of glides up to him. Excuse me, Eldis. Sorry to interrupt your writing, but we have company. And Eldis sort of blinks a couple of times, looks up what he's doing. Ah, oh, Jerabeth, there you are. Oh, Caleb. How are you? Uh, just fine, Father. I um, would um, like to talk with you a while if you've, if you've got some time. Of course. He will close, 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 puts his quill away, that sort of thing. Jerabeth is just kind of lurking around here. If you want to get rid of her or wander off on your own, you can presumably do so. But yeah, I think at um, the moment she's she's clearly she's not sitting there eavesdropping on the conversation deliberately, but she's clearly just reclining in earshot, listening yeah, to um, this. I will ask Eldis if he wants to go for you know a wander around the keep style of thing in an um, effort to obtain some privacy. He, he says, "Oh, of course, it's a beautiful summer's day for it." Jerabeth, will you? Will you join us? I'd be most delighted. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so you can get less subtle, or you can just leave it be. I think I'll just leave it be okay. at that point. Um. So we have a walk, yeah. stroll round and look at the place, yeah. and just sort of have some small talk. Yeah, how and, are the boys? Yeah. Good. Uh, yes, they always start to bite when they're that age. <laughs> so, um, Father, I um, I'm rearranging my council. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in a place on it. Really? Oh, I. It's, oh. it's. But I. I look at you down here, and it's not something I want you to do unless it's something you have an appetite for. You've. Is, is more there, than a, more than earned somewhere peaceful if that's where you want to be. Is there some? Is there a need of some kind? This stag born. Boy, boy, the situation with Bravois collapsed. Well, must have collapsed by now, hasn't it? Sorry, we don't get a lot of layered news down here. Uh, the, aye, they um, broke out in civil war last into civil war proper last month. The um, Jerabeth sort of nods at this. Says the outside world disrupts the flow of our ethereal creativity. The um, the Sato- um, head of the Satovas was assassinated, and the um, assassin got caught and rolled on the police, and it's all on. For- it. Damned fools. It's all on for young and old up there. Fighting started getting, he starts getting quite animated about it, and Jerobus just kind of rolls up to him and, and rolls rolls her arm down his shoulder a few times. Calm down, Elvis. There's nothing you need to worry about. All right, and he and doesn't need calm down. But... And at this point, I'm going to make a sense motive check. Sure. Yeah. I get a 22. Yep. Um... Jerabeth's given me the wig. Yep. Um, I, what I'm looking for is, is this all exactly as it appears to be? She's, she's just a creative type who wants everyone to calm down and experience their inner peace, or is there a bit more going on here than that? So, she's not, um, she's not doing anything to him in the sense that he's getting animated and she's going, calm emotions or charm or what have you, poke, poke, poke. Uh, Yeah. It's just more, um, 
he he gets very animated when he thinks of when he starts going on about the outside world and his old life, and she it calms him down. It it almost um it almost looks vaguely like therapist patient as opposed to anything else. Right. Yeah. Um, so she's quite definitely influencing him. There's no question of that whatsoever. Yeah. But um. As to whether or not it's heinous and underwood is up to Kaelin's assessment. You receive no, no further information. Right, okay. Huh? Uh, beyond the fact that she is not obviously casting spells on him, nor does he react in a way that's completely implausible. He doesn't go from, I'm flat up and angry about this to all is calm. I am good now. Yeah. He just goes, oh, the bloody fools. And you know, she sort of says, that's okay. I'm just, uh, that's... I suppose that's not really my problem anymore. Uh, I'm well enough out of it, boy, I tell you that. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I want to talk to you of. The kingdom could benefit from your expertise, but we could, we can do well enough if you're of a mind for a more peaceful life. There's no denying, um, well, you could definitely still spend some time down here. This would, a council role would drag you back up into the thick of things back in Elsrest, and that maybe isn't where you want to be right now. I sort of paces slightly. I appreciate the offer, boy, but that's the kind of thing I'm trying to leave behind. If you need me, that's a different story, but... It's not something as, um, it's not something as, it, it was something that I wanted to find out if you were interested in, but it's not, we'll, um, do well enough as we are. Alright. Well, I think if there's no, if you've no dire emergency or great need of me, then no. I would, um, I would prefer to leave it. Keep keep an eye out during the rush light to that though when you get the snake pit politics, that mess. I was just thinking of the jousting. Uh, well, when it comes time for that, come back and have a word with me. <laughs> All right. Perhaps we'll leave it with that then. I might um, come down and pick your brains on some particular matters, but um, you've no need to um, I, come I, up more regularly. I, I can't say I'm entirely disinterested if I... Well, if I ever get this this volume finished, finished properly, I mean, good enough. Or, well, uh, Jeremy's been been most encouraging about my work, and I want it to be to be good enough, to be worthy of it. You understand? And you, you're looking at him and her at this point, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's trying to court her, yeah, by bringing her um, in in the method that best suits her, yeah. So he's doing his art form in an effort to um, appeal to her, yeah. Yeah, it's just um, this whole thing with them all creating art down here. It, it's kind of starting to remind me of the former occupant of this place, whose room Jeravith has taken. Is it now? 
Look at this lovely deck of fate points. I see. Does Caelan want to poke this further? Or does he want to pay, put, take a fate point and just bury that thought at the back of his head and walk away? On the basis that it'll come up when it comes up? Mm-hmm. But entirely up to you. The, the GM is not going to um, compel you heavily on this. But um, the, the, the fate point is essentially the player notices that connection, Caelan doesn't notice that connection until it becomes further apparent. Uh, if you don't take it, then the player, then the player and Caelan notice that connection. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I'll take the fate point. At which point I will shuffle the deck and actually give you one. Yeah. Or rather, you can just write one on your thing, given you haven't got them. Yeah, yeah, given that I'm not dealing them out at this point. But I like waving the physical object at Yeah. That you can... Yeah, I think Caelan experiences vague suspicions, but... You know, Eldis's kind of uh, uh, stammering behaviour reminds Caelan of his own courtship, and you know, there are worse. He's happy to see that his father has um, attained some measure of peace. Mm. The the other one that would spring to mind for that would be because it's your father. Like he's kind of got this vaguely um, this vaguely godlike figure in your head. I mean, yeah. Your father doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't do things wrong. Yeah. If something was going south down here, then well, c- certainly he's um, he, he if he has he's far more politically savvy and people savvy than Caleb. Yeah. So if it, 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 and you know he doesn't seem to be being enchanted or anything. So yeah. if he was um, if something was going wrong down here, surely he would um, he would notice. Yes. So. Having taken that fate point, Caelan spends some time just hanging out with his father, and then heads north on his way. He, d- he he doesn't really, you know, at some point it occurred to him when he was up there that, you know, it's odd that the windows have gone, but it, he he's a busy man, and yep. he has lots to track, track yep. of. He doesn't, he doesn't inquire further about it at this yep. time. Yep, yep. He may, of course, rely on the GM to hose you slightly for taking a fate point, but not overly. Yes, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm presuming that the um, things will more obviously hit the fan at a later stage. Yes, yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, but at the moment, um, Eldis is, is uh, flattered by the offer, but has no interest in accepting. Yeah. Which is just fine. Well, okay, it'd be finer if I wasn't going, ah, but I shall restrain that impulse. <laughs> But free fate point for nothing. Yeah, yeah. What a deal. Huh? Okay. And so, um, you know, we're returning to Michaela to discuss things. Yep. It is basically that, um, Elvis isn't at present interested in becoming a spy master. He's having a bit of a rest and, um, may well be down there for yeah. some time. But Michaela nods this, understandable enough. He did say to me that he wanted the... It, it also fits in perfectly with Elvis's characterization to this point, which I see as one other reason why Caitlin's not being... He did say he wanted um, the quiet life down here, and while it'd certainly be quieter than Brevoy anyway, the um, diving straight back into all the politics isn't really such a thing. Um, so I'm wondering if you have any thoughts as to someone who might be a good choice for a spy master. It's... As you know, a role we've had some trouble fulfilling. 
room did you have in mind? Mick Mick, it's on the list of potential spy master. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The old Beldane. So, um, let me collect my new ones. Yep. Um, the, um, you mentioned that um, one option was to put Zamanth up there. Yep. Um, what positions would she be interested in in that circumstance? You you go and have a conversation with Samantha about this. And, and, and probably at some, yeah, some previous point. at some previous month. And she says, "Oh, I I I mean, I can do anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, anything that isn't boring. I mean, uh, so uh, ruler, she's obviously not going to put herself forth <laughs> wisely. Uh, so general. Yep. Uh, high priestess she explicitly wants to avoid at yeah. all costs. Yeah. She's too much like mum. Yeah. Um, uh, magister and treasurer are too boring. Yeah. Um, so that's counselor, general, uh, marshal, uh, enforcer, spy master, warden. Sweet. You know, just anything that where I can be like doing stuff and not stuck in some sad old position like mum. <laughs> like my mother. Because mm. you know, if we can get me and Elvis and me, Elvis and Tristra it's and all family. Uh, so, yeah. Which is, you know, generally how kingdoms are, yeah, yeah. how kingdoms are run. Yeah, well, frankly, even if I do wind up with four thorns on the council, I'm not going to be apologetic about that in the slightest. Um, but it does look like it's going to be at this stage. Um, so, yes, so to answer um, her question, well, the old bell dame is definitely a possibility. Um I have been thinking that Zamanth might cause less trouble if we give her a position, but I'm not certain... Being in charge of the security of the kingdom is appropriate? And I was thinking more something along the lines of um, Marshall or some such. But um, if we can have Chief Scales back for that, I'm just as happy with it. And um, Perlavish did mention he'd do anything. Spy master Perlavish. <laughs> But, uh, it's, um, regrettably, um, Eldest was, I was rather hoping Eldest would, uh, I was rather hoping Father would decide to take it up. It's, as you've, um, I want you to have the position that you're most interested in while we've got the chance, because we won't be, we don't rearrange these things often very much, but there's no denying spy masters where I'm not the harder roles to fill. Crystal didn't do a bad job, but I suspect she's happier with the Enforcer. Of the um, possible options, um, the old Beldame's the one I've got the most confidence in, but I'd appreciate your thoughts. Hmm. Let me think about this. Through this back and everything. I realise Jurbius on that list as well as someone as a potential spymaster, but there are limits to my um, one fake point propulsion, and I'm not going to deliberately put someone on the council, I suspect. <laughs> Even if I don't consciously suspect them yet. The old Beldame is the, the old Beldame is a woman of great learning and many years of wisdom. I 
associating with people is not necessarily a strong point, but a spy master must also be able to draw accurate conclusions from a morass of data. I, for myself, I think she would do rather well at it, but I have a great deal of respect for the woman to have survived out here for so long, despite her obvious difficulties with her appearance. I, I think, um, I, I think she'd be a good fit for it. I'm not eager to, um, add to my list of, um, people I'm adding on lightly, but, um, I do want someone who I feel is well suited for the position. It is, of course, likely to bring about suspicions of witchcraft again, as uh, we've faced before with Svetlana. Well, particularly considering the young Goody Nisk has not done the position any favours in that regard. No. And, um, the old Beldame. And the old Beldame is another woman of mysterious origins who prefers to live upon her own. On the other hand, the, um, I mean, I thought it was tactically sound to appoint a man to the Council of Physicians right after the whole Niska mess, but I'm not going to steer away from, um, appointing woman of, um, less than startling physical beauty for, uh, who may have had a rough, rough time of it forever. Hmm, she says and looks at you. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I mean, the, it strikes me as being really their problem anyway. If I, um, appointed my council positions based on how popular they were going to be, we'd have a very different council. I trust her, and I could use a few more, more I can trust. I confess privately that I'm pretty happy Vesket is stepping down. It was important to me to integrate the lizard folk into the kingdom, but I feel that's going in fairly well, and Viscuit and I, she's a perfectly serviceable individual, but she and I do not have a lot in common. I presume you've disgorged the subject of your conversation with Viscuit. Yes. On the other hand, if they were all as easily satisfied with a brief profit to step, with, with a small profit to step down... As I say, if I'd, I'd have been a lot um, more reconciled if I'd known it was going to be but a temporary position. It's and it's given the lizard folks some time to um, get used to us. I think the um, centaurs is going to be a longer term project, but I'm also much happier with having some of them on the council. I think um, Akora can bring a lot to the table. I'm not so certain about Zamanth, but. I do want it, having spent some time with her, I do honestly feel it might be safer to have her in a council of position than left her own devices. That said, there are none of them sinecures. That's kind of the same reason I've never appointed for lavish to anything. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a, I think that's a sound move. And, um, if Elders changes his mind at some point, we can always... The other thing is he'd be um, good in some other role if the spy master's a bit too political for him. We could always look at Warden or something of the like. Indeed. I was actually thinking of that as a possibility. Going straight from um, running House Thorn to being the spy master might be a bit too much, like exactly what he left behind. But he did seem happy down there, him and Jerobeth. He's uh, writing a book, would you believe? No, I wouldn't. Books have never been uh, overly his. For books have never been overly something that interests him tremendously. I I think um, several of his comments to Tristan have been about precisely such. Well, maybe it will bring the two of them closer together. Scholarship is uh, Lord Thorne is often old, old considered scholarship an unmanly art. He's um the truth of it is I think he's um he's um 
got a bit of a crush on Jerobeth and he's trying to impress her. Oh. Well, that would account. Hmm. I mean, um... I have no, I have no practical experience. I, I don't think I've ever seen your father associate with a woman he's actually attracted to. I think it'll be good for him. They, um, Evan knows the, um, they, uh, Political political marriage doesn't seem to have done him a lot of favours. Certainly, the inspector does promise to abuse the rest of the keep of flowers for some while. Uh, they all seem very busy down there, working hard on their projects and such. But, um, it's, um, yes. Anyway, um, I think that's, I think that's a good plan. Thank, thank you, Michaela. That is, you're, that's still... You're still interested in the role of high priestess? Of course. I think he, I think you would do it well. And I think, um, I'll check with the Cora, but I think putting her in as counsellor shows that we're, I mean, it wasn't, it's not easy for her not being the viceroy, I don't think. And I think this shows that we'll lend an ear to the centaurs, and I have faith that she'll listen to the others as well. And I will indeed go check with the Cora. I don't need to do that in yep. character unless yep. she has any objections, no, but. She does not. I figured the thing is, counselor is one of um, counselor is one of the more prestigious positions, mm-hmm. and um, I think it is appropriate for her. Yes, yeah, she seems a little startled by the offer, but says, um, "If if you wish me to convey the will of our people, then I would be happy to." I um, you've always struck me as um, someone with a good listening ear. And yes, I will also obviously talk to Rossi um, and um, convey that um, the, you know, obviously has many choices for his time, but um, if he's interested in the position at the academy of a moral uh, teaching or of a more organisational ma- nature. He nods his head. I, I will, shall certainly keep my, my hand in around Snagthorn, uh, around Elfsrest, Your Majesty, but... For the most part, I think I will take my spend my time in Vortigai's tomb. Well, just be. Um, I was pleased to see the um, nasty effects in the land don't affect the um, land itself. But just um, watch out for your people travelling to and from. That's a nasty bit of land. I'm, I'm hoping the effects will fade at some point, but it doesn't seem to be happening in any prompt manner. Uh, in fact, the latest reports I have is that they are beginning to at. A fairly glacial pace, by our standards, anyway. I would wager we'll see a few square miles back unblight itself every year as the natural overgrowth of nature takes it back, but it will be a slow process. Because at about this point, you are hitting the point of it's going to be one hex a year. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty savage. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I... Um... And he's getting reports from the Order of Silver Twilight because yeah. they're running in around the world. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's good to know. I'm, um... Uh, glad we took him down before he got any, got any further more established. All right. And um, I will actually make a, you know, as we change the guard, we, we will make a bit of a ceremony out of thanking Rossi for his service. I don't think we've had to, uh, Rossi and Viscuit for their service. I don't think we've had too many counsellors just step down quietly. Yep. But, um, you know, it has been done before with Cressel and the like. Yes. Okay. And 
That is a very neat council. I'm excited about the old... And yes, I will go see the old Belle Dame and check if she is still interested in a role interested in becoming a spy master. Yes? Uh, I was wondering if I could um, benefit from your wisdom. The young... Yes, uh, don't mind me, eh, man? Just killing a bug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the fact is, Lady Mikhail is um, stepping in as our high priest, and um, that leaves me short of spymaster. When we um, discussed things a while back, uh, you mentioned that was something you would feel you could maybe take on. Aye, keeping in contact with your various people in the other kingdoms, but more unusually but more likely listening to the trees and the fae, those who talk to those who listen. I I gather um, quite a few of our... Um, we get quite a bit of information from the local fae. Yes, I imagine any of the young spy masters you've had in haven't had a very good idea of what to do with it. Well, Michaela hasn't been too bad, but we've had a lot of... Um, we've had a lot of people in the role. It's not really our kingdom's strong suit. We've got a lot of talented people in a lot of areas, but... Um, I think you'd be a good choice, and I would like to have you on the council. You might um, hear a little bit of gossip from time to time. I'm afraid um, Niska left a long shadow. It wouldn't be the first time I've heard gossip about me. You don't walk around with a face like this without drawing a little attention. And She's pointing at her green skin. And yeah, that. and Carolyn will smile. Believe me, I, I know. <laughs> Yes, I suppose you rather would, young man. Well, I do believe I'm minded to accept. I'm very pleased to hear it, and Kill will give her a big hand, a mm-hmm. big happy hand fast. Awesome council selection. Okay, and we can begin the Kindon turn. That's all my screwing around trick stuff. Okay, it's Rover. Roll stability. Right. Yes. Oh, that's a low number. Uh, 78 plus 4. And I fail. Um, control DC is 85. I fail by 3 points, so I believe I gain. And unrest. And unrest, yep. Yep. Forty-seven minus is it now six again? Minus six. Uh, Feel like a magic item? Yes, that's where it is. So I have one item slot to start with. Then I'll look at the items and what we're doing. They're just all moderate now, aren't they? They are all moderate, and my treasure value is now 27,500, so I can afford some more interesting items. Uh, It is a rope of entanglement. I see. Whatever that is. Yes, I'm rather wondering that. Whatever it is, it's worth 21,000 gold. Very impressive. Probably garbage. Mm-hmm. 
Boy, is it garbage. Okay, sure thing. Um, it's a rope that you can order to animate and tie people up. Yeah. If they didn't need to escape from, with strength or escape artist chicks. Uh, it magically heals itself. Right. Uh, unless 12 points of damage are done to it, at which point it is destroyed. Okay, I'm going to use my automatic magic items thing to clear that slot. It's made with animate rope. Yep. <laughs> yep, you, you may clear it. I uh, clear it. Um, however, I have a bunch of other stuff that I um, would like to know if people are interested in. Yep. For starters, how much is that three, plus three full plate? Uh, Kaylin is very interested in purchasing this fine item. Full plate. 10,650 gold. Right, so is that the half price, or...? No, that's the full price. Oh, okay, and I can divide that by half. You can. 10,560 gold. Yep. Okay. Yep. Kaelin will buy it. Okay. Yes, that's... He's not asking the party if they like would like it, he's buying it for himself. Yeah, no, Kaelin's already got plus three full play. Ah, okay, fair enough. So... <laughs> And as part of that purchase cost, you can, of course, have it retooled in your style. I will indeed, and um, I will... Um, oh, hello, I've already got plus two. Yeah, no, that's still a good deal, I think. Um, and I will detool and sell my old plus two full plate. Mm-hmm. The, um, if you want to know the difference betwixt them, I can tell you. Yeah. Um, Going from two to three is five thousand gold. Right, so it isn't actually really worth the trade. No, no, it's okay. worth um, it's worth it if you didn't have any good full play. But I forgot I'd plus two. Okay, what I will do instead is, inspired by this, I will spend five grand on plus three in my full play, mm-hmm. which I'll just note down for now and do at the end of the. Well, it really doesn't cost much to buff your armor for those first few levels, does it? Uh, 1,000 for the first one, an extra 3 for the second, an extra 5 for the third, yeah. an extra 7 for the fourth, etc., yeah. etc., so no, not not really. Alright, so I presume no one else is interested in the plus 3 full plate, given Michaela's got a set. Quite correct. Alright, um, is anybody interested in a... Is anyone interested in a wand of cool lightning or a ring of water walking? Um, Kayla can't use the call light thing. Oh, okay. Because it's not a wizard spell, it's a druid spell. Right, okay. And she doesn't have used magic device. Alright, so... She has wizard, uh, effective wizard levels. Yeah, so that's of no, that's not going to be of interest to anyone then, because no. no one can use it. Um, and the ring of water walking, uh, not so much. Yeah. Um, it's very expensive what it does, and Corwin, who would be the one most interested, can cast the spell anyway. Yeah, and, you know, swim really well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, that's fine. So no one's particularly interested in any of them, but they are kind of cool and an encouraging sign of better things to come. Yep. All good. And... Alright, that's the magic items part. What are we up to next? Change leadership? Uh, sign leadership. Yes. Okay, so I rearrange a bunch of stuff. Yep. Okay, so... Thank you. 
now getting this current arrangement. Okay, so um let's see here. Just need an eraser. So, and yes, while we're having ceremonies, we have a little, we celebrate the return of Akros. Mm-hmm. About time. And I am only keeping um I'm only keeping six of my counselors assigned positions and everybody else is moving. Mm-hmm. So I pick up a point of unrest. Yep. Alright, and um Encora Silverfire becomes my counselor. Yep. Uh, so Okay, so uh, she adds a plus three bonus. Plus three bonus, very nice. Uh, in terms of performance, yes, um, you will find that uh, several people complain. Many of the complaints you'll be complaints you'll be getting about how can a centaur understand the problems of you know human good, honest, hardworking humanoids like us. Yeah. Um, but um, she seems re- she seems reasonably adept at, if not so much dealing directly with the people at the filtering. She's very used very used to dealing with a bunch of different warring little factions with each other. All of whom want something. She's an excellent mediator. Yeah, excellent. Okay. Um, Akros returns as general. Yep. Um, I have pretty much forgotten what he brought to the table, so I'm going to need you to remind me. Uh, he generals on at plus two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michaela becomes my high priest. Mm-hmm. High priestess. High priestess. Uh, at which point she adds plus two to that. Right. Oh, the stats are off the top of my head, so that's easy. Yep. Next. Uh, I'm seeking flavor oh, text of right. how she does. I, I no. don't need it for Akaros. Yeah, Akaros, cause... of course, goes back to generally the Akaros way. Yeah. Uh, goddamn Garnak bone picker <laughs> thinks he's better than us. Let's start a war with Drelim. Yeah. Um, but Michaela slides into the high priestess role as if she'd been born for it. Um, she may not have the sheer um, flair or gift for the community that John or a few other people have had. Um, on the other hand, she never blinks. She seems very adept at dealing with everyone and everything. Yeah. And everyone seems to come across with the impression that she favours their faction. Right, yeah. Gotcha. You know, the priests of Desna are very impressed by how she puts forth this, because 
that's now also the religious mediator for the kingdom because you've got enough people of faith in there and you know the worshippers of Gorm are glad you've got a good solid heavy armor wielding warrior in yeah. there instead of some pansy ass old man and so she's she's kind of um, and the church of Eris still are reassured that while they don't have an Aristarlian Michael Morag respects their faith yeah, and, 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 and understands the need for the growth of the community and yeah. you know has indicated her desire to get married and all this sort of thing and she's all things to all men all things to all men yeah Chief Soot Scales returns as Marshal. I believe he's a plus three, but you're welcome to advise me if that has, if I've got that wrong. Uh, no, no, you have that dead right. Sweet. Yes, as, um, I'm very happy to return him as Marshal as he was very good at it. I mean, people whined about him being a cobalt, but those people can, you know, suck it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, I introduced the old Belle Dame as my spy master. Yep. Uh. So, uh, for starters, uh, more people complain that you've established a witch as your spy master, yeah, and that she's pulling the information out of people's heads. Yeah. Um, when you ask her about this, she says, "Well, yes, of course I am. It's called detect thoughts." Yeah. Um. So she doesn't seem to be unlike some of the spy masters you've had actually involved with the criminal underworld at all. She doesn't have any take on them whatsoever. Um, what she does do, however, is deal with the Fae very well. Ah, nice. And what she's very adept at is you get in a bunch of weird information at times from Perlavish, from the Dryad, from the Nixie, etc., etc. You know, the fact that the fish are spawning upstream, you know, 30 metres further than they were last year doesn't mean anything to you. But the old Beldame can look at it and pick out that you've got a bunch of illegal poachers camping in that area just from putting together three or four disparate facts. Cool. Uh, she is, in fact, very good at this. She adds a plus four modifier to this. Wow. It's the bestest spy master you've ever had. Yes. <laughs> that is kind of breathtaking, actually. It's not something I'm used to people being good at. I she mean, is, is very smart when she sits down and thinks about it. Awesome. Okay. Yes, I am thinking more about not just what stat bonus they give, but whether I can put up with them for long periods now, and um, I really like the old Belle Dame. I've yep. always gotten along well with her. And, you know, people who think she's too unattractive can be a, uh, um, a counsellor can kind of suck it, speaking as the guy who's got fangs. <laughs> it's not so much that she's unattractive, it's that she's a witch. Yeah. She's an old, haggard woman with wispy hair and weird green skin and pointed ears, and the rumours have that she eats children to gain her powers. Yeah. Next? Uh, and that is everybody. Okay. In that case, uh, you get the next cumulative effect of this. Yep. Uh, you gain another point of unrest for putting the old Belle Dame on your council, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a witch. Yeah. People don't want her on the council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's see what the cumulative effects of all that are. Um, is the next bit um, claim and abandon hexes? The next bit is claim and abandon hexes and blah 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 blah. Alright, so at this point I'm going to suggest you go get a DS because I need to yep, um, um, do math and finish it out. Alright, um, I would like a narration, I would like to narrate what happens and then I'll spend some period writing things down. Mm hmm. If you're in the middle of doing something, I'll yep. start on the writing things now. Okay, so um, I build a 
um, road to Merkvale. Yep. Which gives me enough hexes to get another point of economy, so the, the road enters Merkvale at this point. Yep. Um, gaining, um, giving, um, Veskid a nice easy route home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, claim, um, B4 and Vanhold, which is a, um, Blastland River Hex, with as far as I can see, absolutely nothing in it. Yep. Um, in which I build a farm. Yep. Um, and I build a temple for Phrasma in Lakeview. There we are. Which I have been meaning to do for a while. So, uh, Corwin is unsurprisingly delighted. Yep. Um, the Temple of Phrasma adds its bonus to stability. Stability, okay. Exactly what I need right now. And reduces your unrest. Yes, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was planning to build yeah. that temple anyway. Well, we obviously don't need to worry about witches if the, this is a Temple of Phrasma in town. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't reduce my unrest entirely, but it drops it significantly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, I will do a bit of math and then roll my economy check. And, yes, make my economy check, and that's the end of the regular part of the kingdom turn. Yep. So it is 1020, Mm -hmm. so it depends on how minor or major events are, or if we just want to call it here. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think tick off a few of the minor ones while we're here. Yep, sounds good. Uh, so... Starters, can you make me a loyalty check? Much more effectively now than last turn, does it have to? Uh, yes. Okay. So, with all the Bravoyan refugees that are coming around the place, um, you have a slum developing in um, Thornwatch. Yeah. Um, of people who are coming in with no money, you know, those who are coming in to prey on them with crime and that sort of thing. Uh, with the old Beldame's assistance, you get on top of this before it becomes a major concern and it merely becomes a minor concern instead. Oh, okay. Uh, so you gain an unrest. Oh, okay. As opposed to more unrests. Well, that could be worse. And then the problem more or less resolves itself. Sweet. So we get it under control. Yep. Uh, Okay, then so you've done your council. Uh, that one's also kingdom related, so we'll do that one next. Um, at some point in this month, uh, Lady Nanaya Valara will introduce you to somebody. Um, and she says, Oh, it is darling. You must have just had the best time in visiting Corvos, if that's a trade deal or whatever it was. I had a friend of mine there 
who's been living in Corvo for a while, he says it's just the most ghastly city you can imagine. Slums and chaos everywhere. Riots and fire. <laughs> Terrible. In any event, uh, he's looking for a more hospitable climate, and I've invited him to come along and stay at my manor house, but I thought you might have an interest in seeing him, because he's an architect, you see, darling. Uh, a man of renowned vision, and I'd very much like you to meet with him. And so you do. Yes. And this guy comes in, um, and he comes up to you and he says, Darling! Oh, dear. Uh, how, uh, a pleasure to be at your service, Your Majesty. I am Archibald Amadeus, famed architect of Corvosa. Surely you have heard of me. Of course. I, I've been observing your fine kingdom. It's, it's many wonderful buildings, but I, I have observed you are a few things that some of the larger cities may have that you appear to be missing, and I... I have some new ideas that I think can help make Stagthorn great. For example, as you are now a size 50 plus kingdom, yeah. you can have all these new buildings. Yes. A bank, a bionic college, a foreign quarter, a foundry, a hospital, a mint, a military academy, a military base, a monastery, an observatory, a palace, and a university. Yes. He will rabbit on about all these ideas he's seen around the place and yep. how he could make them better. And, um... Kaylin will actually be fascinated and sit down with him and have quite long conversations about what the kind yep. kind of building they are, how much of a drain on the economy it is to build them in the first place, you know, what might be suitable environments for yep. them, that kind of thing. He's flamingly, flamingly gay. Yeah. But um, he's actually very well versed in what he's talking about. But the thing is, with Kaylin's ranks and knowledge, architecture, and engineering, for once with one of these people, he's on firm footing with yes. stuff he actually understands. Yes. This is kind of... While well, Tristram spent his time researching the Fae and monsters and weird magic and everything else on the sun, Kaylin has researched cities and only cities, but he does know stuff about those, so he actually, actually feels quite comfortable with this guy and... Um, you know, just kind of tunes out the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, so, your architect. Um, um, out of interest, is he a noble like Lady and Little Nine? Uh, no, he actually works. Yeah, no worries. Like in designing and things, but he yeah. does actually work. Oh, good. Um, but he's he's of the upper, he's, he's of what they call the upper class trade. Yeah. Um, most of what he does is explicitly for people with large piles of money. Yeah. So he fits very well into high society, like a glove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You certainly wouldn't consider him a commoner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would be insulted if you compared him to a smith or something. I I work with ideas, not my hands. Help is to be hired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So that that um, you. Gain some relationship points with people. Oh, okay. Somewhere under this pile of paper is my character uh, my character sheets. Yeah, I just want to make you be the one that has to pour through your paperwork and pull out fifteen different things for a change. <laughs> like I'm not constantly doing that. Yes, but it's not usually because I'm prompting you to. <laughs> it's because your system is to have paper all over the table. Well, uh, uh, excuse me, I would really like to see you try doing a kingdom turn without having paid for all of it. Feel free to run me a, a, cam- a campaign of kingmaker, I would love to play it. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, um, I, 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 I actually thought about it, but I can't figure out how to redo all the buildings so you don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I've got my character, I found my character sheet. Yep. 
Hit me. Uh, so Michaela is very happy, um, and she will come and, and thank you for looking past appearances and putting somebody wise on the council. Uh, she thinks the old Belle Dame is an excellent choice, and you gain a point of relationship with her for putting the old Belle Dame on the council. Oh, okay, cool. Um, as you well know, she has some serious personal problems with um, mobs, and... mobs, people being burnt at witch- as witches, and all this kind of thing. Yeah, I think she was. And used... she thinks the firm stance of "fuck it, the witch is now our counselor" is a great thing to take. Yeah. Yes, well, there's certainly a question of um, you know, if her mother had been in a position of political authority in yeah, the kingdom, that would have never happened. Yeah, although as Svetlana shows, they can get you anywhere. Um. And the second one you get is Corwin says, Ah, oh, it's about bloody time we built this sort of thing. We've been pissing around building everything in the kingdom, but what matters? I mean, we got that graveyard done, and that was great, but it's been a long time since we've done anything else for the lady. Uh, but now you've managed to build yourself a graveyard and a temple of Phorasma, so you can have one of me book one point. <laughs> good lord, it's good to know they're still out there to be had. If they're possible. Yep. Like, that one doesn't... The old Beldame is from book two. From yeah. One. But they don't go away. It, yeah. If you'd killed the old Beldame, obviously that goes off the table. Yeah. Or driven her off or anything of the sort. But, like, Corwin's one is build a graveyard and a temple to Phrasma. Well, as soon as you've done both of them, which you could do at any given point, you get this point. Sweet. So, yeah. Uh, and I have, in fact, built through four graveyards at this point. Yes, yes, that it's, the first it's, one a, it's a graveyard and a temple to Phrasma. You yes. You satisfy both conditions. So, um, my relationship with Corwin rises to 20. Mm-hmm. Which is probably worth doing at another time. Yeah. So, um, I figure if you like, you can make a little list of things that you're doing that are too long. Mm-hmm. Given that we're actually going to get sort of halfway through Rover and stop, which I know is overly complicated. Sorry about that. It's just, um, it was a complicated kingdom to... So, um, you... Are you, uh... If you get out your rumors and side quest sheet. Yes. So you have at this point uh, failed the side quest to find the Cyclopean ruins in the Norman Heights. Yes, I didn't find them. You have been everywhere and you have not found them, and thus you conclude they are not to be found. Yeah. Presumably I missed something, but... Yes, you did indeed. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can tell you if you care as a player. Um, that's, uh, is it likely that I'll discover them when I claim the hex and just won't get you, the side quest? You will, quest? in fact, never discover them. Oh, okay. Yes. That's the why you're losing the side quest. You, yeah. you are no longer capable of discovering them because you no longer have any reason to look for them. Yes, I'm interested. Um, they're underwater. Ah. Uh, in the water hex that um, you saw weird shadows moving in and glinting in the light. Ah, uh, yes. But then when you went back and searched it with people who couldn't search, you failed to find anything. Right, so I'm, I'm not cheating. It's, it's an underwater ruin down there, basically. Man, that's so awesome. So, so I hardly ever mix, miss these things in hexes because I have such great searches. So, yeah. So at some point, Caitlin goes back to Elmerick and says, "You know, I've looked everywhere here and found it." And he, and she sort of says, "Well, there's only rumours after all." Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
and then basically over the course of the last year, you know, and your spy master reports and word that's coming in from this, that, and the other thing, you are at this point finding out um, stuff about Pytax and Fort Drelev, the two kingdoms that are now bordering you. Yep. Sort of bordering you. Um, okay, so you're actually getting a couple of rumors here because yep. it's the last... Um, Uh, so you will hear from Fort Drelev's land. Yep. Um, that giants have been spotted in the north of it. Um, part of a large force moving in from the Minespin Mountains, but they carry bizarre weaponry. Okay. You know, I mean, giant weaponry tends to be in the ilk of big giant clubs. So. Yeah. Uh, the second one you hear um, is that there were supposed to be um, a reasonably powerful Bogard tribe in the swamp, um, along with in the, in the swamps of the Hooktang Slough, which is where yep. Draylor's land is, um, and some bizarre intelligent insects known as Bog Striders. But the General Garnack Bonefinger has taken care of this problem. Oh dear. The, the Bogards, on the other hand, came to eat some of your citizens. So, oh, you know. okay. So maybe that's not so bad. Whether or not that's true. Yeah, bog striders. Bogards and bog striders. Yeah, I've got them both. Let's kill by bone picker. To be honest, I think he's probably a lot happier with Drelev than he would be with me. Um, and of Pytax, yep. uh, you will hear that in the forest in Pytax, known as Thousand Voices, there is supposed to be a mysterious castle called the Castle of Knives. But that it is never found in the same place twice. Interesting. Okay. And the second one you hear about his land is that in a cave at the easternmost edge of Thousand Voices, yep, lives Minogos, the mother of all wyverns, <laughs> which is supposed to be. Not, not as in literally it's the goddess of wyverns, but as in it's a particularly yeah, big, it's a particularly very badass queen-like yeah. wyvern. Yeah. Well, we know they've got that wyvern. They do have a wyvern problem. They they kill invaders who come in from Revoy periodically. Yeah. Okay, I've noted down my rumors. So rumors, side quests. And then you... Yeah, you've crossed off side quests, it sounds like, but you haven't actually given me any side quests. I wasn't giving you any. All I was doing was eliminating the one that you've got. Right, yep. Okay. Just to take it off your list. So yeah, you're not yeah. sitting there looking at it six months down the track and going, oh, wait, shit, we never did this thing. Yeah. Um, I like to think, you know, at some later stage, obviously I don't get the bonus for it, but, you know, 
10 or 15 years down the tracks and we'll go diving down there and find the damn thing. Then you can have your, your choice for your dramatic cliffhanger. We can have the start of the um, Kingdom of End. Or I can give you your um, Oberonic prophecies. Give me my Oberonic prophecies. That's a good dramatic one that won't inspire me to stay up late and um, finish it, whereas the um, we know how this goes with the Kingdom of Ents. Okay, so you hear that you it is um, the middle of a remarkably quiet day for you. Um Usually, by this point, you're being pestered by counsellors or bothered by the kids or this sort of thing. It's actually almost unusually still again. I think, let's have this be the night that Kaelin takes off from everyone and is crashed in his alone single bed, all quiet and peaceful unto himself. Um, and you can hear that whisper in your mind again from the Queen of Forgotten Time of her name. Kaelin. Kaelin. And I um, answer it. Uh, as you do so, the moment you think about doing it, you're interrupted by a knock on your door. Oh, okay, well, I will um, just a minute and go, go answer the door. And it is a very blank-looking guard. Your Majesty, you have a visitor. And... Standing behind him is the Queen of Forgotten Time. A kid stares a bit. Because, <laughs> you know, she doesn't normally appear. And she smiles at you. May I come in? Uh, yes. And the guard just, you know, kind of, uh, clicks the door shut. She looks at him and sighs slightly. My apologies for receiving you. My apologies for having to receive me in this way, but I have come... On another, I have come today on another's agenda, and thus I must come as he would. Oh? You have you have followed or you have been given aid by Oberon of his visions. Aye. He has approached you in this crude form, befuddling your servitors. <laughs> Unnecessary. Inelegant. But your paths and alliances have diverged. I. I, um. am sorry if I've offended him, but, um, I'm grateful for the help that you've given me. I have accepted your allegiance. I have accepted your allegiance to me, and thus Oberon's obligations to you. I have come here to give you what warning he would. All right. You seem confused. Is it not the way of humans? Is it not the way of your people to pass debts and to pass debts on? Uh, I don't think we approach our obligations in quite the same way. If your brother would have a promise that he was unable to fulfil... Would you not step in to fill it in his stance? I suppose I would, or die. Oberon cannot be here. Be- Oberon cannot be here because of me. And thus I have chosen, thus, thus I have come to give you what aid he would. And though he would not warn you that he is a foul and vile betrayer, I would, he would warn you that what he would show you was only possibility, 
of prophecy. And she puts a finger on your forehead, and you get the flash, 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 flash of confusing, a confusing multitude of visions. Yes. Um, and you see things. Yes. Let's have the, let's have the dramatic, the dramatic visions. voice. Uh, you see a wizened old human man, literally bent with age. He is unarmored and armed only with a single basic looking spear. He doesn't seem to pose any sort of physical threat to Kaelin whatsoever. But on the other hand, he does raise his spear up, challenge very evident in his stance, and he seems completely unafraid. Indeed, he stares you down, his eyes lock with yours, waiting for you to quail. Show me a warrior's heart, then, Knight of Thorns. (laughs) The second thing you see is Lord Elder's Thorn. His eyes are haunted by some unfathomable weight. He reaches down slowly towards his belt. I... His face hardens and resolved. I can't forgive the deaths. He draws his sword. <laughs> you see Castruccio Rivetti, the clockwork king, that emotionless mask just staring at you. Give me what I ask, or your kingdom faces ruin. You see Corwin Steel River looking at you, and for a moment his eyes blacken and a shiver of fear passes through you. I wish I'd never met you. You've changed me fate for the worst. I tried to avoid this lad, Kaelin. I really did, but your time is up. And he reaches out towards you with his dark and deadly touch. (laughs) You hear a woman's voice gasping, dying, almost hauntingly familiar to you, but you can't quite put your finger on it. It'll never be over between us, Caelan Thorne. Never, never, never. And then you see dark shadows twisted in the firelight. Woman, a pair of them. Chanting a prophecy that you have heard before in song. A son of Manus, Tiger's clan, he came upon the stolen lands. By sword he smote and rage he swore to subjugate all in his war. But pride for pride and blood for blood, with Gorham's aid did he succumb, to boasting loud with haughty eye that he, Amar, would never die. Two for Asma's holy eyes, the boast was nothing but a lie. How dare, said she, Amad should cry, that he, mere man, should never die. The pale one plotted from her home, to steal him to her yard of bone. And when she had had her way, that time was Amad's dying day. Red dragon sent by vengeful gods, ripped out Amad's heart with its claws. But Gorham had last laugh that day. Amad's black soul was here to stay. Orvin Bane, so named the sword, was crafted by the Iron Lord to keep the warrior's soul interred till the stars had their last word. And born again he shall return to widow wives your fields to burn. Twice born Amad with damning cry shall show the gods he'll never die. Garunus chosen without name 
Black sisters wielding hatred flame. They'll crack the earth and bleed the sky. Our mind twice born shall never die. And that is what you take. Yes, that's kind of horrible. And the queen of forgotten time steps away from you. As Oberon would. That is all the aid I can provide you. I'm sorry I cannot do more. And she vanishes. Yep. And the guard pokes his head in, look, you know, knocks again, pokes his head in, looks like, you, Your Majesty, is everything alright in there? I heard voices. It, it's, it's well. I, I had a feeling I, he just looks blank and confused for a moment. It's all okay? Everything's fine, lad. Sorry to disturb you. Click. And Kale sits down in bed with a head in his hands. Oh, that don't look good. They won't cut away there. Yep. 